98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. Good morning, Daniel. I'd like to try something here, Tig. I want to call it uh, Family Feud. It's like it's like Family Feud, but uh, there's only two of us, so what we need is a caller to call up and want you to play against Tig. It's your opportunity to embarrass and humiliate Tig uh, with uh, like a Family Feud-style game. I, right. got, I got the 10 most common things people forget in Uber's tag. And what I want to do is you and the contestant. Oh, this is just like Family Feud where you, you there's a survey out there and we got to guess what most people said. And I want to see if uh, a caller can then beat you. All right. You want to do it now? Or? Yeah, well, let's do it right now. Okay. When it, whenever you want. These no caller IDs make me nervous because we had a guy <laughs> to cuss once. Yeah. Good morning. This is Tig and Daniel. Who's this? Casey. 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 Are you a big fan of the uh, classic television show Family Feud? Uh, yeah, we watch it quite a bit. Who has been your favorite host of Family Feud so far, ever? Uh, probably Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. He's pretty funny. Done it a long time. All right, what we're going to do, what was your name again? Casey. Casey, what we're going to do is uh, I'm going give, to give you the topic, the 10 most common things people forget in Ubers. You will give me an answer, then Tig will attempt to give me an answer, and uh, whoever gets three X's first loses. All right. All right, Casey, you can go first. According to this survey, the 10 most common things people forget in Ubers. Go ahead, Casey. What do you think one is? Uh, purse. Purse. Survey says number four. Ding. There you go. Backpacks and purses. Tig. The ten most common things people have left behind in Ubers. Cell phone. Cell phone. Survey says that's the number one answer on the board. Yeah. All right. It's getting tough now, Casey. You've got number one and number four off of the uh, off of the list. What are one of the top ten most common things people forget in Ubers, Casey? Uh, food, like leftovers. Food, survey says. Dang it. Dang it. All right, that's one strike for Casey. Ty, go ahead. Wallet. Wallet, survey says. Oh, man, that's a good one. That's the number two answer, wallet. Casey, back to you. Um, their kid. Kid. <laughs> kid <behind>. Survey says. <laughs> oh, Casey, that's two X's. You're supposed to be beating and humiliating Tig. What's going on? I don't know. All right. I don't, I don't have the answer today. No, you're good, man. Tig, go ahead. It's getting getting uh, down to I the wire. I would say keys. Keys. Number five. Survey up. All right, boy, uh, Casey, it all comes down to this. You got to think of just uh, one other thing that people are leaving in those Ubers. Um, I say like, I don't know what to call it, like items they bought from the store, like bags of. Bag, bags of merchandise. Well, let me, let yeah, me help them out here. Bags. Perhaps they had bought uh, something to listen to music to on. Headphones. Headphones, survey says. Number six. All right, Tag. Getting getting down things to the are, the business Things here. that are left in an Uber. Top ten things that are left in the Uber. There's only one, two, three, four, five things left. 
So he's got two strikes. I've got none. So right. So okay. you can go a little crazy if you want it. So backpack wouldn't count because he already said purses, and that's the Backpacks same category. Purse, yeah. <laughs> Gotta have an answer, please. Man, did he say leftover food already? Uh, he didn't. Okay, leftover food. Survey says. Uh oh, Casey. Now's your chance, buddy. You can uh, make a comeback. Tig's got one strike. You've got two. You can still beat and humiliate Tig this morning. What? Uh, what? What say you? What are the top ten things left in Ubers? Uh, gla- glasses is. Survey says. Glasses. What a good one. Good All right. answer, man. All uh, right, Tig. Geez, I'm kind of running out of options here. Four things left. Got to have an answer. Computer. Computer, survey says. <laughs> Casey, now's your chance. So we're two to two on strikes. Yes. Tied up. Sudden death. All right. Um, I'm going to go with uh, e-cigarettes. What do you say? Like the vape, the e-cigarettes or whatever. They survey says. Vapes is there. All Dang right, it. <laughs> I'm going to lose. And I, I had such a strong showing at first. Yes. I got the first two answers. Three um, left. Three left. I'm totally drawing a blank. Oh, well, got to have some type of answer. Okay. Um, sunglasses, can I say that, or is glasses the same thing? We already did. Did we do glasses already? Yeah. I think he said glasses. Well, then, no, we can't, do, can't okay. do glasses twice. Medicine. Survey says. Oh, look at him. Did he just and win? With that, Casey has won. The, the last three answers you guys were looking for was clothes, jewelry, oh. and IDs and passports. Oh, man. That's such. Dang it. I figured your ID or passport being your wallet or your uh, purse. Kind of what I thought. Yeah, who just leaves their passport <laughs> just laying on the seat there? Casey, how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. Busy. Oh, what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a machinist at Baker Hughes, and we had a bunch of birthday parties and all that stuff to go to. And... Yeah, I didn't realize, Ty, when you have a kid, birthday parties do take up a lot of your weekends, yeah. don't they? <laughs> yes, they do. And uh, here's the thing. The kids all know each other, but you don't know the other parents, so it's kind of awkward. You're just kind of like, ah, hey there, Molly's mom. You don't know Molly's mom's <laughs> name, so it's kind of... Well, I appreciate you playing, and congratulations. You uh, you made me look uh, like a fool. Thank you. Thank you. Have fun. <laughs> <Would> you, <laughs> you had a great time. We'll offer this to you. You don't have to take it, but we could give you a Tiger and Daniel canned ham for winning if you'd like one. I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Well, hang on the line. i got to get some information from you. Uh, it's a delicious canned ham. If you like canned hams and uh, diarrhea, this is the canned ham for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. Good morning. 98.5 The Bull weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull and prior the Born and Raised Music Festival, Zach Bryan, Cody Jinks, Leonard Skinnerd. And we've got your uh, chance at free tickets. It's like one of those 
three-day festival, so like every day you could have something to do. And uh, your chance to win free tickets coming up at 740 here on 98.5 The Bull. Good morning, Daniel. Ty, uh, if I said beer goggles, what does that mean to you? That means like um, you become attracted to people you might not otherwise be attracted to had you not drank beer. Right. So if you yeah, beer goggles, I've got what the opposite of that is. The opposite of beer goggles? This makes people look unattractive to you or less attractive okay. to you. All right, let's hear it. Uh, a study in Sweden found that we see other people as less attractive when we're tired or haven't gotten enough sleep. Oh. So basically, if you're tired, you might be talking to somebody that's very attractive and you don't find them attractive because you're tired. So the opposite of beer goggles. You're just kind of spent. Right. And you're not in that mode of like, hey, I'd like to talk to a... Uh a pretty lady right now. Mm-hmm. Or maybe... Or a uh, handsome dude or maybe whatever. Maybe you're not ugly. The lady's just tired. Ah, uh, is that what my problem's been all my life? Could be. But, you know, I don't know anybody that gets enough sleep. Do you know anybody? Because we, we did one morning, we asked people, hey, how much sleep did you get last night? And people were calling up. I would say well, the average was about five to six hours, yeah, right? Yeah, that's not enough sleep, according to science, at so, least. It's not that you're ugly. It's just everybody else is tired <laughs> out there. So I'm actually handsome, mm-hmm. but I just encounter uh, people who have not got enough You're sleep. You're handsome like Pat Sajak. Thank you. People are just too tired to realize. I got it. <laughs> I'm Pat Sajak's status? You're, oh, you're, my goodness. You're getting, yeah. Just all these poor tired people As around you're getting me. older, you're getting regal like Pat Sajak, I the see. most uh, handsome guy in the world. <laughs> Pat Sajak is handsome? Of course. I guess. You know that guy had a late night show at one point. I know. He was on television. He did like a Johnny Carson show. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he he does that will of fortune. Well, the reason he looks handsome is you know that they do that show like all in two months, right? They like tape it all, and then the guy just sits at his house for ten months, and they air it throughout the year. And uh, that's not our case. We actually come to work every day, so that's maybe why. I find it to be incredible. What a stroke of luck that will of fortune to get the most beautiful woman in the world, Vanna White, and mm-hmm. then the most handsome man in the world, Pat Sajak, and they teamed them up together. <laughs> You sure like Pat Sajak. I'm uncomfortable. No, I'm just saying. I'm telling you. Okay. All right. So opposite of beer goggles is tired goggles, basically. Right. Yes. All right. That's been our problem the whole time, then. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country. Born and raised tickets. You could see Leonard Skinner right there in Pryor uh, later on in September. It's like a three-day festival. And your chance coming up at 740 this morning here on 98.5 The Bull. Good morning there. I'm Tig. Hello, Daniel. Good morning, Tig. Uh, I imagine that you're having a hard time focusing today at work. You're, a little you're, bit. You're, uh, I wouldn't be able to be here. I wouldn't be able to function. I would only be able to think about one thing. Over the weekend, Tig has misplaced something. He texted me yesterday and said, hey, this is just a Hail Mary, but did you happen to see my keys while you were over here on Saturday? And mm-hmm. I thought, well, no, I didn't see them. You've lost your keys, and they've been missing for how many days now? Uh, I think I've been missing them since Saturday. And uh, it's rough because, you know, when I come to work in the morning, it's it's very early in the morning, and I walk out the door, and I turn around, and I lock the door because my family's still in there. But now it's like I don't have any mechanism to lock the door with me outside. And then secondly, I'm almost hurt that I can't find my keys. It's like a, a part of me is missing you know how important your keys are. Even more frustrating, these keys, you said you were going to go anywhere over the weekend. They have to be in your ha- in your house because you... I know that they must be at my property, you know, at my house, because I was able to drive home. I wouldn't have been able to drive home without my keys, so I didn't leave them at a store or anything. They're somewhere on my little tiny lot that I have in Midtown, and 
it ruined my Sunday, man, because I spent, I'm not kidding, if you added it up, probably three to four hours looking for these things. I mean, couch cushions everywhere, under the couch, under the bed. And now, and keep in mind that Tig has a house in Midtown. This is not some big fox catcher man- mansion. This is like a 200-square-foot house, and he can't find <laughs> his keys. It's got to be driving him crazy. It's driving me nuts. I mean, like I like you said, I texted you about it. My wife, she's had enough of me because she bought me a, a gift for Christmas, which is some kind of tile you put on your keys where you can track them, and mm-hmm. I never put them on there, and oh, so she so has no getting, sympathy for me. You're getting a little bit of I told you so. Yes, a well, lot of that. Well, Ty, a lot of people do say that I'm a genius, and I've come up with some perhaps ways that we can help you to find your keys. Okay. Uh, one is, I looked this up, a hypnotist. I ain't doing that no matter what. What do you mean? Because if you hire a hip- hypnotist to come over... And, you know, this person tries to, I don't know, put me in some kind of weird state where I can remember things really well. I'm not convinced that you won't ask me questions that I don't want you to know the answer to. You're worried you might what, spill what, the what, bean. Yeah, what, wouldn't you be asking me, like... Well, no, I wouldn't do you like that, but I might have that hypnotist put something into your brain, make you do something weird, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> like, from here on out. Anytime, anybody says... You think says, you're the hottest guy in the world. <laughs> yes, all right, so hypnotist is off the table. I wouldn't do it, no matter what. All right, how about we hire one of those people that, you know, that people with the uh, forked sticks that find whales? Whales or wells? Whales, like W-E. Oh, okay. They, can, they use a, a forked stick and they will somehow... Find a well? Find out where to dig a well. Okay. And perhaps if they f- somehow tuned that stick into your keys. To find keys. Yeah, I mean, at this point, Daniel, uh, I would pay somebody if they could find my keys because, I mean... I've got all sorts of keys on there like most of us do. There's one for my house. There's one for other things I have, and there's a car key, and uh, it sucks. All right. Here's another option for you. Yeah. I'll come over there and find those keys for you. Mm -hmm. Is there a little bit of a reward situation? At this point, I'm so desperate to find these keys. And, you know, before I found my keys in weird places, like I found my keys in the refrigerator once. I don't know what that was all about. I guess, I don't know, I was putting up milk and Thought I was putting on milk and put the keys. I don't know what was going on. Um, what kind I, of reward situation? If I, I come over there today. I've checked all my pants pockets, like everything I could have been wearing. I've. Uh, it's At, at this point, it's going to be like $100. $100. Yeah. Okay. This, here's what I'll do. I'll come over there. If I find the keys, you give me $100. If I don't find them, you only have to give me 50 for no. my time. <laughs> You're crazy. I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. Think of it like uh, Bitcoin, where people try to find Bitcoins mm-hmm. on the Internet. If you don't find, find them, you just don't get any money. Now, if you find them, you get a reward. But, um, no, I'm not paying you because here's what I think would happen is that you would come over there and lackadaisically look for the, the keys knowing you still have $50 in your pocket. No, no, no. Because already now, just knowing about this, it's bothering me now about these keys. Oh, is it affecting? It's Now I can only think about these keys, and I keep in my mind thinking of different theories. Perhaps your shizu. Could have gotten them. Pulled them somewhere under the couch or something. But then I know that you checked under your couch. Yes. Then I think your little son, six years old, Mm -hmm. did he do something with them? We had a cookout. I looked inside the grill just to make sure I didn't do, like, I don't know, like haphazardly. I don't. That wouldn't even make any sense, but I checked everywhere, man. And then last week you were telling us that somehow your trash can was moved from the side of your house out to the curb. You didn't do it. Somebody put my trash out. Right. Yeah. And then I'm like, hmm, could these two events be related? Related. Like, is a neighbor pranking me or something? Could you have a ghost in there? <laughs> 
Well, it's it was built in 1924, oh, and I have to believe ghosts. that it a, is riddled with ghosts. In a course of 100 years, people have died in that house, right? Sure. That's what happened. We need to get a uh, an exorcist. Mm-hmm. So you can line <laughs> up a, the keys. a hypnotist, an exorcist. Where's the craziest place you ever found your keys? 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. Tyke, I'm sure there's somebody out there that lost their keys, found them in some weird place mm-hmm. months later. I don't think you can go months. It's a weird thing because uh, my wife and I had the same experience because she found out I was, you know, didn't have my keys and she didn't care because she said she got me that tracker thing and I never used it, blah, blah, blah. But we both had the same experience. I remember seeing, seeing them in a weird spot. And she says, I remember seeing them in a weird spot, but we can't recall what that weird spot was. And it, I mean, it's, it's torture. I don't see how you're doing it. Hey, uh, Tiger Daniel, who's this? My name is Kelly. Kelly, have you, you've had some experience with some missing keys. Where did you find yours? My husband lost his keys last month, and I found them last night when I was cleaning out my mother's car. What were they doing in your mom's car? Uh, we went to play bingo for my daughter's band one night, and he drove us there. And... That's where I found them. I, I need to check my wife's car. What cars have I been in? Are, is it in your car? Because I did ride with you. No, you were in my car that time. No, I don't know. I'm blown away. But do you hear what she's saying? Yeah. Kelly's saying that it might be a month. <laughs> this guy will go stone crazy. Yeah. He'll be like Edgar Allan Poe in a yeah. month if he doesn't find cut him. off my ear tonight. <laughs> That's Van Gogh. Dang oh, sorry. Cut off your ear. What a moron. All right. Thanks. <laughs> See, <laughs> thanks, I'm Kelly. all confused, man. Yeah. This key thing. I said Edgar Allan Poe. You said cut off your ear. Hey, it's Tyga Daniel. Who's this? Hi, this is Julie. Julie, uh, have you had some experience with missing keys before? Oh, yes. How long were they gone, and where did you find them? Well, they weren't gone too long because I realized what I had done, but they were in the trunk of my car. Oh, man, could they be in my trunk? Did you go into the trunk? I don't think so. No, I did because I had to get my son's lunchbox out of there. Oh, you know, you know what? what? You could go check right now and see. But let me ask you, Julie, if um, wouldn't my car start without a key if it was in the trunk, or is that too far away? You know how these new cars are. Like, you oh, have this a, is a touch. This is the kind that you touch. You don't even have a. Key. You don't turn the ignition. You just press a button when your key's with you. Yeah. I wonder if from it would the be trunk. Close enough if it's in the trunk, it would work. Oh well, see, my car won't start because I don't have my keys. Did you try it? So that means that she might it's be not in the car, here. right? She, you could check right now. I guess I go out there I and know. check. And uh, Julie, if 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 that is the case, then uh, Ty, when he pays us the hundred dollars, I'm going to give you fifty of it. Sounds great. Wow. Wait, if I find my own keys, nobody gets any <laughs> no, money. No, no, no. Me and Julie have <laughs> told you where to look. All right, Julie, I appreciate it. You're welcome. Yep. And if you're trying to find free tickets, we've got them. Born and raised in prior, your free tickets at 740 are, this morning. Well, are you going to go check the car and give us a... Yeah, I'll give, a, I'll, I'll give you an update. We'll play the news music and all that, and I'll give you an update. Oh, boy. Yeah, like breaking news. You're going to play the news music? <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a morning. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Today's hot country. We're only about 10 minutes away from Born and Raised Music Festival, uh, just right there in Pryor. Good morning, Daniel. Good morning, Ty. Uh, now, now not only is it driving you crazy that you've lost your keys, 
it's driven the whole <laughs> the phone like the phones are on fire. <laughs> My like, not only Tulsa in the surrounding areas. Ty, I put this on the Bull Facebook page. I said Ty can't find his keys. It's driving him crazy. Where's the craziest place you found your keys? And judging by some of these comments from Facebook, Ty, you these things could be anywhere. What are we getting on Facebook? Uh, Linda says she found hers under her hood. So I guess she had, you know, changed the oil okay. or something like that. I see. Yeah. Uh, Tracy, the answer was even simpler. She said, in my hoodie pocket while I was wearing the hoodie. That happens every now and then where you, you're like, where's my keys? And then they're like in your hand the whole time. Bethany says, my husband found his outside in the dog's water bucket. <laughs> they fell out of his pocket into the water bucket. You know, I we had a cookout this weekend, Daniel, and I checked inside the grill because I was like, the common places. They're just not there, so it's got to be a wild place, right? Another lady named Lisa said she found hers in the freezer in the ice cream box. I found mine in the fridge once. Oh, so. my gosh. So, yeah. Hey, it's Tyg and Daniel. Who's this? Joy. Joy, will you have a theory on where Tyg's keys could be? Could he um, get into his back, in his trunk through his back seat where, like, there's a cup holder? My grandson gets in my trunk all the time that way. We, uh, we've we had this call a couple of times. Ty says that there's no way that the seat doesn't let down. Because mm-hmm. hmm. I've had cars. The cup holder thing does it? No, there's no little door. And I've had cars. I know exactly what you're talking about. This particular car of mine doesn't uh, allow any access to the trunk from the back seat. So, okay. Um, well, good luck. <laughs> yeah, she's done. <laughs> we need to get, like, well, there's fireworks stands. Couldn't I get, like, something to, like, blow off the the the, the trunk door? Oh, you're suggesting, like, a, a uh, M80 or a to, tiny piece of dynamite. Yeah, <laughs> to get that door yeah. open. Now you're thinking, buddy. I would love to see that. Hey, good morning. It's uh, Ty Godino. Who Who is this? Janet. Hey, Janet. What's up? Um, I was just listening on how you could find your keys in the trunk mm-hmm. because of the valet key. Yeah. Does your seats lower down? Yeah, again, like that's a popular thing to to guess, and I appreciate that, but we have discovered that um, my particular car doesn't do that. I think we're going to have to get like a welder over there, and we're going to cut a big hole in the top of the trunk, and uh, I'll just climb through it. Like. Listen. I'm getting a submarine or something. Some other options that I considered was perhaps a hypnotist to hypnotize you to find out where you put it. Nope. Uh, one of those people that delve wells or whatever with the forked stick can maybe help you find it. Then I thought, what about if somebody around here has some uh, hunting dogs? We we once camped out on Oklahoma Joe's ranch. Yes. And I imagine he has some bloodhounds or some other uh, raccoon dogs. Well, yeah. That could hunt these. Maybe you, you could let them smell the keys and then they could go find them. Then they them. would go... But the thing is, I don't have the keys to replicate the smell. There's also they could of smell your hands. I see. All right. And then they would get a scent of keys and lotion, and they would know exactly where to go. Yeah. Please, yes. Hey, it's Ty and Daniel. Who's this? Uh, it's Hubert. What's that? Hubert. Hubert. I was calling with the suggestion about your keys. All right. <laughs> I tell you what, my wife is always losing stuff because she forgets and leaves it in her pocket, and it always ends up either in the dirty clothes hamper or in the washing machine. You know, maybe maybe there's something. We did go swimming, and so I did have a bathing suit, and so maybe they're in the bathing suit. I got it. Could you, know, you have I, left them at the pool you were at? Tyg's uh, neighbor was out of town, so he went and broke into their house, and he and his I family used their, used their pool. You know what? 
I bet your keys are over at that lady's house. I uh, bet you could call her right now this morning, and she could look around and help I you find the keys. I asked her to check yesterday, and she didn't find them. And you checked all your dirty clothes. You checked all not your... everything, your, now that I think about it. Not everything? So what not kind of moron <laughs> goes through his laundry and doesn't check every... <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? I bet they could be in that bathing uh, we'll suit. We'll see, man. Uh, I mean, this what a great reason to join the show in the morning. I mean, what a hook to find out if Tig found his keys. Well, Oklahoma's all about helping people, are they not? Yeah, so Tuesday morning. You know, you're ruining a beautiful moment, Ty. We're trying to all have a beautiful moment, and this, yeah. he's suggesting you check your uh, the pants you were wearing, mm-hmm. your garter belts you were wearing over the weekend, and your mm-hmm. swim trunks. Yes. And if you find them, you will give him the $100? If I, yep, I'll, I'll mail him 100 bucks. No problem. Well, you should have said that. It's uh, 735, <laughs> five minutes away from Born and Raised. Tickets here on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull, every day this week we got Born and Raised Music Festival tickets, and today is no exception. And today with us, uh, Abby is with us. Is that right, Daniel? That is. It's Abby uh, calling from uh, Morris. Where is Morris, Abby? It's right next to Mulgee. It's what now? Right next to Mulgee, about so uh, five minutes from there. Say, so Tig and I were to go to Morris on a weekend. What is there to do? What do you guys like to do out in Morris? Um, nothing. There's nothing to do. Well, you that, just sit there and like take one it. One restaurant. <laughs> one restaurant. Well, what's the name of that restaurant? Um, it's like called the Branch or something. I don't remember. <laughs> it's like a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> well, there's like one restaurant in your town, and you don't even know the name of it. No, I always forget it. All right, Abby. Well, you could use a night out. You could use uh, actually three days out at the Born and Raised Festival in Pryor. These are just some general knowledge trivia questions. Get enough of these, Abby, and you're going to go be there to see it all happen live. Up first, what tendon connects the hill to the cow? Calf. Um. What uh, tendon connects the hill to the cat? Calf. I can't say the word calf, Tug. Calf. 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 Is it like the... The humerus or something? I don't know. No, that is a, that's a bone, but the Achilles tendon. The Achilles uh, yeah. tendon. Abby, in the song from The Wizard of Oz, what two words be- come before the witch is dead? I suck. Um, I haven't seen this in so long. They say, blank, blank, the witch is dead. Oh, ding, 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 ding dong or something? Ding dong. Hang on, pause. Let me see here. Ty, uh, will the FCC allow us to say the words ding dong? We're clear if, if it's in um, <laughs> relation to a wizard okay, of Okay, yes, Abby, that is correct. Ding dong, the witch <laughs> is dead. Up next, Abby. What singer wanted to party like it's 1999? Um. Uh, Ty Gear, decrepit old geezer. Help her out. Well, he he went by several names in his career, and then one time he said, I want to be the artist formerly known as Prince, and then I think he took Prince back. Was it Prince? It is Prince. Okay. All right, Abby. Who was the most recent U.S. president to not finish his entire term? Um. 
He had to resign after he was impeached on account of Watergate. He wasn't impeached. Or whatever. I don't even know what it means. He says, I am not a crook. <laughs> I don't know. Help her out with that one, Ty. You're a decrepit old geezer. It's happened a few times where people didn't finish their terms, but um, Richard Nixon was Richard the latest. Richard Nixon. Oh, <laughs> All right, this one's pretty easy here. Which animal, Abby, comes first alphabetically? Which animal comes first alphabetically? Yeah, that's tough. That's a real, that's a real tough one. You, uh, you can team up with Tig on this one. I, I think I got it. You think you got because it? Because I think it's two A's in a row. Am I on to something or no? You, well, you know, alphabetically, two A's would come pretty early on in the list. Because I was, no. this is not my submission, I, I, but alligators early, but I would say. Well, that's A-L-A. You said I understand, but my submission to you is Aardvark. Aardvark is correct. Because two A's in a row <laughs> would make it super early. That's right. Yeah. All right, Abby. And finally, what does the red circle on the Japanese flag represent? Um, I would Think why? I don't know. Is it like? Help her out, Ty. I don't know the answer, but what I do know is that it used to be known as the Empire of the Sun. So I would say the Sun. The sun is correct, and thanks to Ty, Abby, you've got enough to go to the Born and Raised Music Festival. Okay. <laughs> I take it you, they don't play uh, trivia very often at that uh, one restaurant <laughs> in town, do they? I hope not. <laughs> no, no yeah, you're good. Not. Hey, those were, I got to tell you, those were very difficult questions. I probably wouldn't have gotten many of those myself. I don't even know what, Ty, I don't even know if I saw an aardvark if I'd know what it is. Is that uh, an anteater? If one ran by here, I wouldn't know what, I wouldn't know it was an aardvark. You're right. I just know the word. Uh, look at you, Abby. You're going to be going. What a great time and prior. <laughs> Leonard Skinner's going to be there, and uh, we got another chance tomorrow morning at 7.40 right here on 98.5 The Bull. Abby, you must promise us that you won't find yourself on Leonard Skinner's bus. I promise. Okay, good. <laughs> at any point during the uh, Born and Raised Music Festival. Yeah, you must not yourself. do that. Yeah. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Hey there. Good morning, Daniel. What's uh, good up? morning, Tig. Yeah. You uh, typically you, you you don't like to get out and about. You like to stay at home. And uh, if your wife's feeling social and you don't like to leave, you guys will have a little cookout. And you did that mm -hmm. over the weekend on Saturday. You guys you grilled steaks. You grilled chickens. <laughs> and it was a great time. Mm -hmm. Now you you're not a very good cook. No, in fact, that's why I avoid cookouts because when you have people over your house, that's their dinner for the night. And if I blow that. Everybody leaves hungry or they have to pretend like they like it. And so this is the honest to God's truth. I'll have a cookout and then one of the neighbors will just cook for me. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm not paying them or anything, but I just, I just fess up and go, I don't know what I'm doing. And, and then they like it. I mean, they kind of like the art of cooking. So it, it kind of works out where I can have a cookout, but somebody else makes it. And you're so food. terrible, like in the kitchen or grilling out that didn't you like recently learn how to make a grilled cheese sandwich? Uh, only during the pandemic. When I was sitting at the house during the pandemic, I learned how to make a grilled cheese for the first time in my entire life. I didn't know that you like put the bread in the pan. I don't know what I thought, but you didn't know. Hold on. <laughs> You didn't know you put the bread in the pan? <laughs> I didn't know if you melted the cheese and then put it on a toast. I didn't know what was going on, so I learned a lot.
anyway, you grilled out. You grilled these steaks on Saturday, and I, you know, I love steak. I, I don't know what happened. It was like one of the best steaks I've ever had. What is the secret? What uh, you're like Gordon Ramsay when it comes to steak? I don't get it. Do you remember when you're you you know you you've lost your grandmother and um, but you remember her cooking? That's mm -hmm. one of the things I remember about my grandmother, and they could do this without a recipe. Like they just kind of knew. So you know this I, is a recipe that you've had that's been passed down from your grandparents? No, what I did was I went to Google.internet, and uh, and I don't have that feel. I, like, a lot of people could just cook, and they just know when it's ready. I have to, like, literally start a stopwatch and go, okay, I did three or four minutes on that side or whatever it says, and then I flip it, and then three or four minutes on that side. But one thing we did learn when we, when we lived in Nashville, we worked at Jason Aldean's restaurant there. We had a studio inside. And the chef says, when you cook steaks, don't touch them. Put it on the grill, shut the grill. And then you flip it, but you don't prod it and you don't keep checking it. You just trust it. And so I learned that from him. And um, that's how I made the steaks the other day for you guys. And you seemed to like it. And the other neighbors got seconds, which to me meant like it must not have sucked. And so I was pretty proud. Oh, it was um, wonderful. But I do have a secret. You have a secret I recipe? I learned it from your dad. From my dad? When I was at your dad's uh, place and me and him were up one night, he cooked some steaks for us. And it was just me and your dad. And I, I bit into that steak. I was like, your dad's name's Houston. I said, this must be the, 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 the most delicious steak I've ever had. What? How did you do this? And he's like, what do you mean it's the most delicious? I said, this is the most delicious steak I think I've ever eaten to your dad. And I wasn't kissing up. I was literally curious, like, how did he do this? And he's like, I, I think I just use a little Moore's, which is like Dale's, but it's another brand called Moore's. And uh, and that's what I use for the steaks. And it's an Alabama thing where we're from, but they have it here at Reesers, which I was delighted. And so that's what we got was Moore's sauce. So, Marinate those for a couple hours. So and then, here, well, hold on. I'm, yeah. I'm here complimenting you on this steak like what is this secret recipe i've got to know it and it, it's just moors yeah <laughs> but it's delicious how it's long did delicious. you let it marinate in the moors uh what i also learned is you try to get steaks to room temperature so it was a couple hours to get it down to room temperature before you throw it on the grill and uh so they were in there for a couple hours and i flip them every half hour or something and oh. get them lathered up in moors sauce and that's what i did i can't believe that's the big secret that's the that's the only thing and i'm not a cook so well, you, maybe, you know what? Maybe you are. Maybe you just haven't been doing it all these years. And I've always said to you, I think that you would enjoy cooking because a lot of times you have all this kind of stuff running through your brain and you can't relax. And when you're cooking, it's something about it, especially if you're baking, you will. That's the only thing you're thinking about. Yeah, it's a it nice takes your escape. mind off of things. Tell me if I'm crazy here, but also I think the grill um, has to do with it in a sense that I bought this grill used from a mutual friend of ours, and this guy was a cook. But inside that grill is like, I don't know how to explain it, like juices from previous cookouts or something. Okay, well, that's now I'm disgusted. And so, like, the grill, even starting the grill without even food on it smells good. Does that make sense? Yeah, it could be. So, I don't know. Well, Tyke, maybe you're good at cooking. All right, well, thanks for the compliment. You actually enjoyed the steak I made. I, yeah, I wanted more, but I didn't want it like a fat pig, so I just, you know. <laughs> All right, when you come over and find my keys today, I'll feed you a steak for the uh, trouble. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Ernest there. You've got Tyke and Dino. I guess a lot of kids they, uh, are now transitioning to, like, a summer school, summer camps, and that kind of stuff. My little boy, six years old, just graduated kindergarten. They didn't flunk him. He graduated. Hey, good morning, Mac. How are you, buddy? 
<laughs> you good? Are you so excited about summer camp today? Yep. And what do you think you're going to do at summer camp today? All the things you all might do. I know I'm definitely going to swim. Mm-hmm. So you'll be um, swimming. And isn't there like a special day today? Don't they have like a special day every day? Like one day is zoo day and another is art day or something like that? Zoo so, week. Um, we're gonna see what the next week is gonna be. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we'll find out. Mag, is this the kind of camp that you spend the night at, or will you come home in the afternoon? I'll come home in the afternoon. Well, why didn't you want to do one of the kind of camps that you spend the night at overnight? I usually snuggle with my mom. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> You got to get those mom snuggles in. (laughs) (laughs) I see. You'd miss out on that if you were doing an overnight camp. Well, you were so excited this weekend, and I knew you were so excited to head to summer camp today. And I hope you have a great day, buddy, and I love you. I love you, too. One final question before we let you go, Mac. Your dad has lost his keys. We've been talking about it all morning. Did you have anything to do with the disappearance of the keys? I don't even know what what that even means okay did you hide the keys did you take the keys no would you be willing to submit to a lie detector test what does that even mean (laughs) that means that's where a guy comes in and hooks you up to a machine and he asks you questions and he can tell based on this machine whether or not you're telling a lie no i didn't (laughs) will you submit to the lie detector That sounds like a no to me, Tug. Hot town, summer in the city. Mac, hope you have a great day, buddy. I love you. I'll see you. All right, bye-bye. You know how lucky he is? Because my parents, they used to do this thing where they, uh, during the summer, you know, they both worked and, you know, you can't go to work if you have a kid at the house. So they would look up the schedule of vacation Bible schools in town. I was, I was uh, raised a Catholic. And they would say, uh, all right, now this week, Tig, you're Southern Baptist. And next week, you're going to be Methodist. And the next week after that, you're Church of Christ. So they just sent me through the free, like, they, they gritted it out where my summer was complete because, um, and it's free or like 10 bucks so you can buy the modeling clay or whatever you're going to do it. it. And, you know, it was an awkward thing for me to do. I was seven years old, maybe eight years old, and I would go to these church vacation Bible schools and they find out, you know, like, oh, you're a Catholic. They would ask me questions. And I'm like, you know, hey, guys, I'm seven. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that had to be confusing a little bit to a seven-year-old. It was, man. And um, some particular religions would be like, hey, you know, what, what's up with that Catholicism stuff? And I, I, and I was like seven. You, I didn't uh, know what was going on. I don't on. know the name of these religious tracts, but I used to uh, I used to see them at some a church I used to go to in Alabama. That it, was some, it was almost like a rectangular shape. And I guess they distributed them to churches like all over. It's like a little comic book. Oh, a comic book, yeah. And you were raised Catholic, and they send you off to vacation Bible school to some other church, and then you get one of these tracks, and it says that you guys are eating the death cookie. <laughs> and so at seven years old, you must have been confused. I was a little confused, yeah. I didn't know. Uh... You know, but that's what they did. Uh, they cared so little for me that they... No, that <laughs> just, might be, you know, what a great way, though, to teach you about different religions, different things. I did. I know a lot about a lot of different religions from that. That's uh, for sure. My, I went to, uh, I would go to church camp in the summers. Mm-hmm. And I once went to a, I think it's Pentecostal 
Mm-hmm. And that's where they spoke in tongues and, and at night. They would, it was the kind of church where the women would wear the denim skirts and they didn't wear their, they didn't cut their hair so they wore it in buns. Mm-hmm. Now, before I had gone to this, I didn't know anything about Pentecostals and my parents didn't sit me down and say, hey, they're good. they could speak in tongues and things like that. So uh, I spent the week terrified just because I just simply didn't know anything yeah, about it. You weren't uh, no, prepared Nobody for that. prepared me for that. Yep. It's like the time I went to your church, Doug, and I went to a mass at Tig's church once, and uh, he didn't tell me. He didn't give me the rundown, all the routines. Like, you'd just be sitting there, and all of a sudden, the what is it? Y'all have a priest? Mm-hmm. Would, would be like, uh, the Lord spaketh, and everybody goes, and it was good. You didn't tell me about yeah. the standing up, the kneeling, and what is that thing y'all do? Where well, you, a, lot uh, of, a lot of churches do this thing where you kind of greet people around you. And um, and you didn't know the response. People would say, "I had no clue. I no, I didn't get the." Back then, it was "Peace be with you," and you were supposed to say back, "Peace be with you." You didn't tell me that. So you said, "Well, but I didn't know what to say, so I just said thank you." And after about four of them, they were like, "Peace be with you," and I'd go, "Thank you, peace be with you, thank you." I didn't know what to say. You didn't tell me, so I imagine going to all these churches must have been a little confusing if you don't know what what you're supposed to do. Didn't you say you went to a church once? Yeah, this is like one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. This was a uh, this was a church, and during the Our Father, um, the Lord's Prayer, you would hold hands with people. So as soon as the Lord's Prayer started, you would grab the person's hand next to you and the other hand, and, but not every church is the same. And so I went to this church and I wasn't used to it. And, I, and it started like 10 minutes out. I'm like, oh my God, the Lord's Prayer is coming up. <laughs> is this a hand-holding church or do we just, you know, hold our hands to ourselves? And I didn't know. And now it's like five minutes out. And I'm, all I can think about, I'm not even listening to the sermon at this point. Right. I'm like, do I hold hands or not? And there was this lady next to me that was like a gorgeous lady, like, a, you know, just a knockout. And her knockout boyfriend or husband's right next to her, too. Let me tell you what the logical thing to have done was. If you weren't sure if it was a hand holding during the prayer or not, church, the safe thing to do, the logical thing to do would just be to not reach out and grab a hand because just in case. But then I thought I'll come across as rude if I don't extend my hand. So anyway, the Lord's Prayer is now 30 seconds away. And I go, okay, is, are, are we holding hands or not? And the lady next to me is like strikingly beautiful with her beautiful husband or whoever that was. And I decide it's a hand-holding church. And so they start, our Father, who art in heaven. I reach over, grab this woman's hand. She wasn't ready for it. <laughs> And about halfway through the prayer, I look around, nobody's holding hands. So I'm just holding hands with this dude's girlfriend. <laughs> she just got to let that hand go, man. Did you interlock fingers? <laughs> I don't remember, man, because I was so freaked that I don't remember exactly what was going on. All I know is I'm holding this dude's girlfriend's hand, and he ain't even holding her hand. Well, how do you think she felt? Probably pretty bad. And uh, once communion was over, I left. I didn't even stay for like the... The yeah, announcements at the end the where church. they tell you who's getting married and all that I stuff. I think the most awkward kind of like religious moment I ever saw, my sister is married to a guy named Russ. And we were all at my grandmother's one Christmas. And some people are really good at saying the prayer. Like some people can right off the bat say a prayer. To yeah. me, that would be so terrified so somebody to, says, to, to say, hey, Daniel, would you please lead us in prayer? Because I would, I would choke. Right. Well, I guess uh, poor Russ, they called on him to uh, do the prayer for Christmas before we ate the Christmas dinner or whatever. And he forgot the name Jesus. <laughs> and I know that sounds That's crazy, but he's put on the spot. That's like a key word in this whole thing, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, oh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son. <laughs> he forgot. He forgot Jesus' name. Yeah, he's yeah, like, I get it, man. Thank you for this, this day when your son... 
Jerry was born. <laughs> 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 Poor guy. 985 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. We're back in the morning right here on 98.5 The Bull with more tickets to Born and Raised right there in Prior with Leonard Skinner. It's Ty Dana. Welcome to Did You See, where we take a look at what the heck's going on around the world and right here in Tulsa. Good morning to you, Daniel. Hey now, Ty, you uh, told us last week about the ticket amnesty program that they're doing here. Uh, it looks like, is it this week? Yeah, June 6th. Today it starts, so it's this week. Ticket okay, amnesty. Yeah. So if you got a parking ticket or something like that and you pretended like you didn't, um, you know, they still have your license plate on file and stuff, and they say we won't charge you any fees, no late fees. We'll erase warrants, bench warrants we put out for you. Just come down and pay the original fee this week only. It's an amnesty program, kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card. Yeah, they said this is a great opportunity for citizens to come in that are in a warrant, that are in warrant status, and they don't have to be afraid of being arrested. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a ticket you haven't paid, you could have a warrant for your arrest. But they're saying this week, the 6th through the 10th, mm-hmm. if you just come up there and pay the ticket, you're good to go. Not going to go to jail. Don't have to worry about going to jail, you which I think this is a great uh, opportunity. You can't do it online, but you, you do have to go down to the facilities, I think. Which would sketch them out a little. They're like, hey, come on down. We ain't going to arrest you. <laughs> do you know that... Um, this is a true story, actually, and and I don't think this is the case with this amnesty program at all. I do believe that if you go down there and you've got some outstanding tickets, you can pay them off, no problem. But you know how here, like, the, the big game, you know, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, that's a hard ticket to get. And, and Alabama, there's the Auburn-Alabama game, which they call the Iron Bowl. And police who were looking for people who had warrants out that they couldn't find, they called them and pretended like they were from the Auburn ticket office and said, you've won free tickets to the Iron Bowl and come to this address at 3 p.m. and we'll give you those tickets. <laughs> and these guys are like, oh, sweet. I get to go to the Iron Bowl. They go down there, then they got arrested. Yeah, with the Iron It was Slammer. like a trap, right? Yeah, they say there's currently 82,000 outstanding parking citations. Amnesty Week provides a chance for people to avoid late fees. The warrants will also disappear. There you go. So you can go down there, pay in person, and sleep a little better at night. Good stuff. Also, uh, this morning, those early morning storms, I was certainly awoken and uh, still about 1,500 PSO customers without power. Mm-hmm. Imagine getting ready. You know, Monday is not the best morning to get up and head to work, but could you imagine having to do that all in darkness? Yeah, without power. And then I guess you're, yeah, that would really suck because you can't really cook any breakfast for your kids. Well, if you have gas, you can. You, you, know, you can't. If you've got a Keurig, you know, you can't make the coffee. Mm-hmm. So they're working on getting that restored. Also, did you see, Ty, St. Francis T-shirt fundraiser raises over $25,000 in just two days. True Crime Stoppers partnered with Mythic Press to sell T-shirts. They sold more than 2,000 T-shirts in the first 24 hours. You can uh, go to the fundraiser at Mythic Press's website. That's shop.mythic.press. That's a good chunk of change for just over the weekend. For just two days. Yeah, yeah. that's very. That's the, what I love about Oklahoma is... Yeah, if somebody's in need, you see people coming out of the woodwork to help. I remember once my car broke down, and within uh, 10 minutes, I think four people had stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we certainly take care of our own here, don't we? Oh, yeah. Uh, gas prices. You got on the radio like a couple of weeks ago, and you said, listen to me. I, I'm telling you that I've read articles that after Memorial Day, prices are going to go down. You said that, Daniel. And it turns out uh, you're totally wrong. Um, I guess they thought the Russian Memorial Day was driving gas prices up. But it turns out that people are not canceling vacations. 
because of gas prices. They say, you know what, I've been stuck in my house for two years. I don't care what it costs. And so the gas prices are expected to continue to go up here locally. I've just looked at um, the latest. We're actually kind of lucky in Tulsa because a lot of the country has a lot worse. But regular gas right now at this moment is uh, four twenty nine on average, four dollars twenty nine cents a gallon. Uh, if you have one of those cars that you have to put premium in it, four sixty nine a gallon. And uh, that's expected to continue to rise, according to the latest testimonials. Yeah, from but according to the experts, I, they told me that uh, they were going to start going down after Memorial Day. And so now the experts are now saying something different. Does They're anybody really know? Nobody has any idea. If anybody uh, knew the answers to that, we'd all be rich. Then why are you reporting on it as such? Because I want to inform. That this they is why you work down here. Mm, what do you mean down here? Well, upstairs, News on 6, down here. Radio. This is why you're never going to make it up to the big okay. times, buddy. <laughs> You don't. You would be a terrible reporter. I see. Uh, did you see this out of uh, the United Kingdom? Queen Elizabeth. I, she's the longest reigning monarch in the history of England. She's ninety six years old, and so she had her platinum jubilee pageant, and that's where you know they they bring the carriage down the street and people are waving at the queen and like, oh my god, it's the queen. And then I see this on television. I'm watching news on six. I'm like, what is going on with that carriage and that queen in it? And uh, I was right. It was a hologram. She didn't ride in the uh, carriage. I guess she's, you know, 96. She can do what she wants at this point. But instead of, I guess, just carrying an empty carriage that she didn't want to ride in, they put a hologram of Queen Elizabeth in it. So it's a robot, like, waving at the people. That's and, crazy, And man. I don't know if they were told ahead of time, because when this carriage rolls down the street, they're going nuts. Like, it's the actual queen. But I could tell something was a, a foot with it. And uh, sure enough, they had, like, a projector in the carriage and it's just a 3D image of the queen waving to the crowd. Oh, I'll have to uh, Isn't that see crazy? a clip of that. Uh, also, Tag, did you see that Rod Stewart sang Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline at the Queen's Jubilee this weekend? A lot of people didn't like it. I've got a clip here. I want you to pretend like you're on American Idol and you be a judge. And All right. Let me know what you think Rod admitted before he sang it, that the BBC made him do it. Here's a clip. They made him. <laughs> pretty good i mean it's not yeah. neil but i mean it's, well the crowd it? seems to love it yeah and they do that thing and i heard it drives neil diamond crazy or drove him crazy where they do that uh they add their own lyrics you know in between where they go so good so good. i heard that drives neil diamond crazy does it that's what i heard rod but stewart it seemed now, like they were into it yeah the crowd's going nuts yeah. rod stewart now 77 years old and uh be performing at the queen's jubilee pretty damn good to do, me do you think we will be at the next year's queen's jubilee we should make it our goal I think a jubilee is only like every twenty-five years, right? Oh, I don't think I don't think she's gonna make it here. She'd have to live to be one hundred and twenty-one. She might do it because her mom. Did, all those people live a long time. It seems like really. Yeah. Well, is you think that's because they get the very best medical care? I would imagine, and I mean, I know there's stress involved, but you know, she's never had to get her kids ready. What's the stress? And also, get to work and like all that. They have. But people. the Queen of England really has no political power. What's the stress? 
I don't know, man. You're in the limelight all the time. You can't do anything you want to do. Oh, yeah. She's got a real rough day of picking out her crown that day. <laughs> 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. It's 98.5 The Bull. Today's hot country. We're back tomorrow morning right here on The Bull with more tickets to Born and Raised right here in Pryor. And uh, Leonard Skinner's going to be there. Hey, good morning, Daniel. How are you? Uh, good, Ty. If you think back to uh, back when we had televisions that were square and not flat screens, if you're having a little trouble with the television and you couldn't get it to quite pick up a channel, what's one of the strategies you would go over and uh, do? Uh, I would put aluminum foil on the rabbit ears. You might try that. Uh, what else might you do? Uh, it was weird. Just standing near it seemed to help. For some reason, as soon as you went to go back on your couch, it would be all messed up again. Did you ever do that thing where you smacked it? Yes, of course. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I have, I have here, can you actually fix your electronics by smacking them? Okay. The answer might surprise you. The answer is yes. Believe it or not, there's actually science behind why sometimes the best way to fix your electronics is by smacking them. It's called percussive maintenance. It's where you tap. A product with uh, batteries or older parts get to working again at least temporarily so yeah that works sometimes you know i had this experience yesterday um you know those little what would you explain it remember what we brought to our friend allison's house that little car it's an electric car it's like a little power wheels car yeah, yeah and it's electric it's got a battery you plug it in overnight then your kids ride it the next day it, it, for some reason it was messing up you know what i did i smacked the fire out of it and yeah. it started working again look at that and it just happened yesterday now i think that the, you this per Percussive, say that word for me. Percussive? Percussive maintenance might work on old things. I don't think, though, it's going to work on new stuff. Like, like, if you smack an iPhone hard enough, it's going to break. <laughs> right. It's like... <laughs> Classic for me was the old Nintendo. Uh, there were two the two tricks. If you had the old Nintendo with the cartridge, first trick, blow under the cartridge. If that didn't work, hit it as hard as you could. Yes. I remember that. And remember the Nintendo, and if we, you know, had a Nintendo in the 80s, there was also some thought that when you push it down, push it down gently or push it down quick, whatever worked is what you would do. And and that's exactly right. But now you're right. Like if I if I if I had my iPhone and it was messing up and I slammed it down, it would probably make it work not as good. But the number one thing we do now is, and you know what this is, if you ever call IT uh, and you got off, a problem, they yeah. go just restart it. And that fixes like 98% of things going on, right? I remember cell phones used to not be so fragile. I had that Nokia brick phone, Nokia, however you say it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would be on the phone in an argument with somebody and I just throw that thing right across the parking lot. What? Walk right over and pick it up. Used to work. Everybody back in the day had thrown a cell phone at some point or another. Wow, you got anger issues. You but never, now... Have you never thrown a, a phone? No, come on. You never threw your phone across the room. Do you know how cheap I am? Do you think I could never get so angry that I would risk destroying an $800 phone? But not no, 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 no. The Nokia back then, Nokia, whatever it was, that we all had, that one, mm -hmm. you couldn't destroy it. That thing would survive Chernobyl. It kind of has ruined the end of an argument because when we had the landlines, remember those? And they would be in your kitchen or whatever, and they'd be hanging up on the wall. Back then, if you got mad, you could be like, ah, and to heck with you, and you could slam it. Slam it down. But now, what do you do? Just hit the red button really hard? You're like, I'm angry. Click. <laughs> <laughs> it's all times are changing. It's 98.5 The Bull. Good morning. This is 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. Good morning, guys. A uh, beautiful start to our Monday. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Tig. I got a call from my dad over the weekend. And he said, I think I'm going to come out and visit you. And I was like, so touched. Like, my dad loves me. He's going to come see me. No, mm -hmm. no, 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 no. 
I guess there's a World Series of Poker tournament coming up in the next few months, and he's uh, once he gets all the information, yeah. then he'll choose to visit me. I see, yeah. Um, you know, I go through this sometimes in my life. You know, we moved to Tulsa. I love Tulsa. I think it's the greatest town we've ever lived in, to be quite honest with you, and I never want to leave. Um, however, it's interesting how people will pretend like they want to visit you, but really they're doing something else. Like my buddy Matt came out. And he's like, man, I, I really want to meet your son. This is a guy I went to college with and high school with. Hadn't heard from him in a while. And he goes, like, God, I really want to get to know Mac. And, 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 you know, I haven't spent much time around your wife. That Wouldn't that be great? And, oh, oh by the way, uh, can you get PGA tickets? So there's there's always like this like there's like a catch. Well, every at least time, Matt know? had the uh, you know at least the respect or the, the the consideration to at least lie to you. My dad was just like, "There's a poker tournament," but <laughs> you know, guy loves poker. I yeah. don't see how. You know, and he gives me a hard time growing up. You know, about me playing Nintendo, playing games, and things like this. You don't need to play so much Nintendo. I'm gonna go play golf. Well, Dad, isn't golf also a game? Yeah, but he also plays poker. Which is also a game. Yeah, right. Like, how you know. can they get on to us about video games when they also do that? So Right. And so this guy, listen, I, w I went with him once to a casino in Las Vegas, and it was like a thing on his bucket list. He wanted to play in the World Series of Poker. And back then, this has been years ago, it was $10,000 to enter. Oh, my God. But that was his bucket list thing. He had his saved, bucket list. He'd always wanted to do it. He'd done it. And I, he had me carry the money. And I'm just walking with him to the registration or whatever, holding this $10,000 in my pocket, thinking, man, this would pay off my, all my student loans, every bit of credit card debt it, it, I had at the time. It would change your life, but yeah. he's going to go put it on a game. Right. Yeah. And he lasted maybe eight hours. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> he got he, check mark. this kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. 98.5 The Bull in today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. Start to a Monday. Looks great outside. Good morning, Daniel. Tig, my my ex girlfriend's son. His name is Caden. He's in town. We're having the hardest time. Like, how do I introduce him to people? Yeah, I mean, you have a great relationship. Uh, I met Caden when you were first meeting Caden. He's about seven, eight years old. He's eight years old, and, and now he's a, he's in high school. And so you've maintained a relationship with your ex girlfriend's son. You're not with the lady anymore, but you're still tight with the son because you were there yes. for a lot of his life. And he comes up to a visit. Now he's 16. Now he's uh, he's like a foot taller than me. Like, he is like six foot I, three I got him or a something. picture of me and him when, we, you know, when he was like eight, and he's like on my back, and we're like some souvenir shop or something like that. Now yeah. he's gotten old enough to hurt me. Oh, he would whip your A if you wanted to. Well, no, I mean, I don't. let's not Dude, go that far. Yes, but yes. He's certainly old enough to, like, crack a rib, and I can't, like, acknowledge that that when he that because the other day we were playing around he punched me in the right under the boob or whatever hurt me like legit hurt me like I, you can't do that anymore I'm too old <laughs> yeah it's kind of like when they're eight it doesn't hurt as bad as when they're so, grown yeah people. so when you got a 16 year old son they do two things they they are on their phones 100 percent and then they they're starting to do things to worry you to death because yesterday he wanted to go out and ride scooters around the neighborhood and you mean I was, like the limes you rent yeah, the stuff? lime and yeah. I live on Riverside. And I said, okay, go ahead. You know, he's got the app and all that. He's riding these things around. And I take the dog out, and after about an hour, I look up, and I see this guy walking down Denver carrying a Quick Trip cup. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever been to Quick Trip on Denver, but there's a cast of characters that hang out there. <laughs> and I don't know that I want him hanging around the Quick Trip. Uh -huh. And so that's what I guess when you have 
a teenager, that's all you do is worry. You're just going to sit there and you're just going to worry. Should he be allowed to go to the quick trip? Yeah, so I don't know, man. I'm glad that I'm not there yet. I've only got a six-year-old. Well, you're going to be there real soon. Oh, I know. In like 10 years, I'll have all sorts of uh, other problems to be dealing with. But it's like I can't even contain my uh, worry now. I don't even want to think about what's going to happen 10 years from now. I mean, a six-year-old, they're pretty sweet. They pretty much listen. They love on you. But a 16-year-old, I don't know how you do it. And And then you also have the added complication of, how do you explain to other people who this kid is? Didn't you go to the doctor? <laughs> you took you took him to the doctor. Now, this is your ex-girlfriend's son. And right. then you take him to the doctor. The doctor was like, you must be dad. And uh, you had to awkward. What did you say? You said. Well, it, it, that's what always happens. Like, yeah. you, you know, is this your dad? And then me and him just look at each other. <laughs> because, no, I'm not his dad. Right. So the guy was. And so Kane's like, no. And then the guy goes, oh. Well, who is he? And then Kate goes, just a friend. Yeah, like it's kind of awkward. The 16-year-old have like a 40 Well, he's like 15 friend. at the time, taking him to the doctor. And the guy then he tells the doctor, oh, it's just a friend. Oh, no. It's the worst. Yeah, so what do y'all do? Like when you go out and people do ask like. Who- I finally just say, I used to date his mom and because uh, it takes forever to explain. Yeah. I can't just be like. Well, that makes sense. I think people, I think that's. Uh, you what's know, the name for that? We, we ought to just say stepson and be done with stepson. it. Stepson. But you try to explain it and it just comes off. Well, it's really sweet that. uh you know, well, as, it was as, sweet until he turned 16 and, you know. Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, I like to give you crap on the radio. We've been best buds forever. But it, it's really sweet that you've stayed in contact with the little boy because you were a big part of his life oh, when yeah, you were dating yeah. his mom. And so I, I know he looks up to you, and he came here to Tulsa by himself, and uh, you flew him out here, and he's he's in town for a few more days. And you'll miss him when he goes, I Oh, bet. sure, yeah. It's been so. a great time having him here. Well, we all enjoy him, and uh, I think you're a good dude for doing that and being an important part of his life. It's 98.5 The Bull, today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel.